What is up, people? And welcome back to the Highline Podcast. Thank you so much for making us part of your day. And this week is a different type of week because it's international break. All the players in the Prem are off with their national countries all over the world. And me and Jamie don't really give a shit about international football unless it's a major tournament. So... This week, we have decided to basically do what's kind of a quarter season review, essentially. So we've we've basically went our separate ways this week. We haven't actually discussed what we're going to talk about during the episode. So we've went our separate ways. We've devised questions such as team of the season, player of the season, sign and manager, shock of the season, all those sorts of things. Neither of us have any idea what the other has said or the other has picked. So what we're going to do in this podcast is we're going to basically... Review the season so far, what we think, what we like, what we don't like, and see if we agree or disagree. Sounds good. I'm looking forward to yeah. some of your questionable opinions. I'm sure there's going to be a few sprinkled in there. Well, I've, I've put in some work. I've put in serious work for this. Yeah, like I've, I've thought about this. Yeah. So I, don't, I think you're going to disagree with some of my picks. I think we're definitely going to have different picks. I'm my opinion. Cafe Nero serious business this week. <laughs> yeah. Serious business. <laughs> Studying this. Um, I think we should start with team of the season so far. Really enjoyed doing this now. Really enjoyed my team of the season. I I can't wait to hear all your stats yeah. and back up all your points. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all your work, like. All my work. Uh, by the way, Jamie, just a preface that Jamie is semi-dying. Yeah. It's Christmas Day in Galway yesterday. Yeah. It's, uh, so it's he's, been a tough day. So he's he is, it is midnight, but it's bright and early in the morning for Jamie right now. Yep. So we'll start I'm, off with, the, I'm off the back of five hours in the cot, so. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm flying for now. I'm fit to go. So we'll start with team of the season. I, I want to hear you go first. I want to hear okay. who you have in goal. My goalkeeper of the season so far, and I don't think it's a con- an even right, debate. Right, 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 right. Alison Becker. All right, I was... I have a different player. Okay. Right, I was in between two players. Right. One of them was Alison. And I want to I wanna give a context. I think Alison's the best goalkeeper in the world. Okay. He is the best goalkeeper he in the world. He is the best goalkeeper in the world. Right? He's amazing. But I've gone for a goalkeeper who, when I watched first game week, I said, this guy is so bad. Okay, I know who You it is know now. who it is now. But he has been so, so good since then. And it's Vicario for Spurs. And here's a, here's a stat, right, for, from Spurs this season so far. Spurs have had more XG against them than for them this season and yet they sit in the top four and it's a huge part not just his shot stopping but where he positions himself with how high Spurs line play he's constantly sweeping he has been he has been fantastic since since he signed and me and you both looked at him on the first game week and we had serious doubts I thought he was so poor the first game week very questionable he was very staggered his passing was off Mm -hmm. he looked dodgy when the ball was coming at him but no he's He's absolutely. I'd say he's benefited from the confidence in that Spurs backline yeah, at the minute, really. which is a testament to Postecoglou and the way he's he's settled. It'll be interesting to see with all the injuries, suspensions that Tottenham have in the next coming weeks, how Vicario copes with a different set of players in front of him. He definitely doesn't have the level of protection that he's used no, to. No, he doesn't. There's, I mean, there's a big step three off, out of the four. Account. Big step off when you're throwing Eric Dyer in there. Yeah, and. Emerson Royale, those type of players. It's not the same as Romero, Udogi, Van de Ven and Poro. But um, no, I went with Alisson because I just think as long as Alisson is in the league, he's the best goalkeeper in it. Yeah. And This season too? Yeah, this season he's been incredible. He's made some fantastic saves. Like the one against Newcastle springs to mind straight away. Yeah. He's And Liverpool's defence is poor and there's no doubt in my mind that Liverpool wouldn't be near a title race if Alisson wasn't in net yeah. he's a fantastic goalkeeper and just the way I see it is as long as Alisson is in the league he's the best goalkeeper in the league so he'll always be in the team this season for me fair enough fair enough so are we going on to the back four we're going to the back four back four right full who do you have at right full my right back is Trippier yeah agreed same yep I was I was expecting someone different there. No, God, no. Yeah, Trippier's I, been the best right he, back. In the he league. has. I think he's been absolutely unbelievable. Six assists, ridiculous. Like absolutely beyond yeah. relief. So he he has been phenomenal in in a very very good Newcastle back four. Yeah, that's what I like about Trippier. 
is that he's he's both he's solid at each part every part of the game and his set piece deliveries are incredible but the way he marks his wingers very few wingers actually get the better of him right here's a question though everyone in the league fully fit every right back in the league fully fit yeah yeah top three in order right backs Best three right backs in the league, off the top like of my where head. Do you, what my question really is, where do you have Trippier with regards to Reese James and Trent? The way I see this is, I think who starts for England at right back is telling enough as to who the best right back is. So you'd have Trippier over Trent? Yeah. And Reese James? Yeah. Trippier's best right back in the league. No. Fully fit Reese James is. Fully, fully fit Reese James is better than Kieran Trippier, I think. <sighs> Yeah, like you can't just throw around fully fit. Like that has to come into oh, the, that has to come into the equation when you talk about best players mm. in their certain positions. Like robustness and availability has it's to huge. come into it. And when is Trippier injured? Yeah, I know, never. He's never injured. He's so reliable. Yeah. He's so dependable. And I feel you can't go Trent because like but this is the thing. I think Trent is a better footballer than all of them. Yes. He's the best footballer. Trent But he is not he's the third best right back. Yeah. That's my opinion on yeah. that. He just He's too poor Lackluster He's amateur defender Yeah Honestly. I love Reese James And I love Trent But In terms of What I want from a right back into, And I think availability Is massive And leadership Yeah I don't think he can look past you I think Kieran Trippier Is the best right back in the league And I think he's proven that Over the last two seasons And he's proven that In his England career as well Because He's the one with the jersey, isn't he? He's the one that true. starts. Very, very true. Very, very true. And yeah. it could be Reese James. Reese James probably does start for England if he's fit. And I don't think you can call Reese James the best right back in the league when he's not fit for 60% of the season. More even. Probably more. Give me your two fullbacks or your two centre halves. My two centre halves, I've gone and I've put a lot of thought into this. Yeah. I, 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 the first one came to me very quick The yeah. second one took time I, It might be a bit of a generic answer But I don't I looked at all the options available to me And there were a few shoe-ins Which I would like to mention first right. I really wanted to put Joachim Anderson in there Yeah, it was Palace yeah. And I really tried to make a case for Harry Maguire I, you know, yeah, but I couldn't. You couldn't know how late he came into the team. His season has only started in October. Yeah, but if the season started when Harry Maguire started playing for United, I'd have Harry Maguire in there because I think he's been he's been Man United's most consistent performer this season. Okay. But anyways, I didn't go with either of them. Anderson probably could feel hard done by. Right, but I went with Saliba and Van de Ven. I went with Saliba and Van de Ven, yeah. which is quite boring. It is a bit boring, but when I look at the two of them, they're both so integral to both each. I think Saliba is the best. Yeah, Saliba, I feel he is amazing. Is the best centre half in the league. Strong, quick. He's everything you want. He's in the so half. good. Yeah, he's, he's so, so and good. the way he's just because Arsenal signed him, and I think it was twenty twenty. Yeah, and he just didn't play for them for two seasons. He yeah. was at San Etienne on on loan. But he Arteta just threw him in at the beginning of last season and he's flourished. He's he did flourish on loan though. He did. He was great on loan, which like Arsenal could have done with him mm. in the two seasons. But I suppose maybe that was what he needed. He needed another couple of seasons in Liga. But he was great. He is great now as well. He's so, so to, good. To finish the back line, I've gone with... I've gone with Estupinian. Okay, that's so, so ridiculous. It's not, though. Who have you gone with? Udogi. No. Estupinian, I swear, has been injured for the last month. He, no, he's, he has six appearances, right? So he's played 50% of the season. He's played 50% of the season, okay? In those six appearances, he has three assists and a goal. Brilliant. He's been involved in Brighton's best work. Remember, Brighton, he's been missing... For the past month Right Brighton haven't won In the past month So it's not just What he's contributing In the attack He's a fantastic defender And that's I think he's a huge Huge Gaping hole In the last month Of why Brighton Couldn't get home Over the line Would you put A player In your team of the season At the end of the 38 game season That played 19 games No So why have you put A spin in it Because I think 
it's different. Like, it's like saying... No, I see what you're saying, but he has been so... Like, I think his, his unavailability the last month and how much Brighton have dipped shows how important he has been so far in the first month. Yeah. Well, I love Estepinian. I think he's a great left-back. Who did you pick? You doggy. The best left-back in the league this season. You're really... Yeah. Well, I think... I actually thought it was very slim pickings when, I went, when uh, I went through all the really, left-backs. It really, really was. But I went with who I feel has been the left, best left-back this season. And Udogi has been the best left-back this season, in my humble opinion. He's played four more games. Yep. Than Estupinian. Well, four more games equals 10 out of 12 games played. Like, Yeah. <laughs> I know, but he's... Yeah, 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 I know. I don't know. I think... I don't think he's been brilliant. I think... Oh, like, okay, like, why? I think, like, even look at, looking at the defensive stats of Spurs and how many chances they do mm-hmm. give up, which I looked into when I was looking at Van de Ven and looking at Vicario... They give up chances left, right, and centre. They absolutely do. They are, they are unbelievably lucky to have only conceded what they've conceded so far this season. Which will they will? It's unsustainable. They will not keep that up for the season. So I don't think it's actually thanks to their defenders' quality. I love you, doggy, on the ball. That was more so why I picked him. I love Spurs' fullbacks and how they attack. I don't even love Paro that much. I don't think but Paro's he's, he's great. Looking, but he's playing well. He's Same playing well. Doggy, he's playing like. solid. Like, but he's, he's like I look at Paro on the right hand side. Like, I wouldn't take him over. Uh, like a likes of a even a mid range fullback like a Dallow. No, probably not. You wouldn't. Oh, um, I don't know. I, I don't, play, I don't I rate. Pedro I don't rate Dallow. I don't rate Dallow too much either. So but he's I, solid. I probably probably would take Pedro Paro over Dallow. No, I wouldn't. To be honest, I think Pedro Paro is actually quite good, and I think this is his first season playing as. A right back He's been a right wing back His whole career Yeah And I think he's done quite well Considering it's his first season As a right back And Udogi Has come into a new league He looks good in possession He's integral to how Postacoglu plays With the inverted full backs And he's probably been One of Spurs' most Consistent performers Now at the last game Against Chelsea Shown that he has Must have a bit of a rash side to him Because that, yeah. Some of the challenges were silly but he's a young player. He still, could have got sent off twice. And, he, and he'll learn. So, no, I think I thought Udogi was the only answer. I didn't. Left back was probably the position I spent the least time yeah. deliberating anything on. Really? I just, I just went. Udogi's been the best left back this season. Udogi's left back. How many? What's your formation here? Four three three. I'm the very same. Who, who do you have a CDM and two? E- I have like yes. a CDM a centre mid and kind of a cam I have a 10 in there yeah, and I kind of have I have a midfield pivot but yeah 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 they Who, could they could play as 8 they could play as 6 they actually both could play as 6 who's your 6 I have as my 6 Douglas Louise if you alright okay well you better have the guy I have in 6 as well though in the other position right go on then I have Declan Rice he is my other midfielder okay yeah, yeah. you'd have to yeah I mean, Declan Rice, in my opinion, has been the standout defensive midfielder this season. Why'd you go Douglas Louise then? Why did I go Douglas Louise? Douglas Louise, I said it before, he is the most important player in Villa's Villa's team. He is the perfect balance. He he contributes so much defensively, but he's also so much quality in possession as well. And he went on a run where he scored in like six consecutive home games for Villa. This season? Yeah. He's great set pieces. He's on penalties. Mm. On the ball, fantastic. Off the ball, fantastic. And I do genuinely believe that if Villa were to lose him, he would be their biggest loss. He, I think he's so integral to how Aston Villa play. And I wouldn't be surprised if there was big teams sniffing around him, even in January. I think Arsenal were linked with him in the summer. Arsenal wanted to sign him towards yeah. the deadline. But I don't think they could agree a deal with Villa. I, I think he's fantastic. He's really come into his own this season as well. Both of us having Rice, I think it's self-explanatory. I, he came with a huge price tag to yeah. Arsenal to try and get them over that line. He really has done, in my opinion. He has... He's slotted in feet seamlessly. So seamlessly. He, he he protects that back line brilliantly and he, he kind of starts attacks from there like almost like a quarterback. Yeah. I think he's been fantastic. He's also having to put up with not having the two boys who was meant to be starting with him around. Yeah. Like he he he's meant to look up and see Thomas Party beside him and yeah. and Odegaard ahead of him. And he's looking at Havertz, which is difficult for him. Yeah. It's very difficult for him. I absolutely love 
when Arteta plays Jorginho and puts Rice in the in the eight. Do you? I love over it. Rice in the six. Yeah, I love Declan Rice in the eight. He's so good at driving with the ball. Yeah, getting the ball on the half turn and just driving forward. He is so good at that, and he I, that's when I feel he is at his best is when he gets the ball and he's driving forward at defenses, picking passes. He can, and he has a shot on him. I think what's really impressive about Rice, he's had big moments. Big moments. He got the winner against United and he got the the leveller against Chelsea at Sanford Bridge. Yeah. That long range. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's had big moments and he's shown that. Was that was a great finish as well. Yeah. Under pressure, like Arsenal yeah. hadn't played well in that game. And Sanchez just passed it. Was it awkward enough when he hit it first yeah. time, I believe? Yep, he did. Yeah, it was unbelievable. And even, even the goal against United at the Emirates was it was, a, clutch it was tough yeah. game they hadn't performed United as well as they wanted the goal United had just had the goal the, ruled they out they would win it yeah and he just hammered it home and I think it's it's hard to go from David Moyes' system to a system like Arteta's and he just hasn't struggled at all and if this is him after 12 games yeah, under Arteta yeah. what will he be like by next season He's been he's been truly fantastic. Um, One of those signings that just elevates your standards. Like he is he is that good. I think, and I kind of thought one hundred and five million quid is crazy money, but I didn't think Arsenal would regret it no. when they signed him. He's been when I look at one hundred and five million for Rice or one hundred and fifteen million for Caicedo. Come on, it's, I think Declan Rice trumps that deal. Trumps it, and is even a seventy mil for Havertz beside him. Well, that's scandalous. scandalous. Uh, fucking Havertz for seventy million is one of the most ridiculous yeah. transfer dealings I've ever. We, we are going to come back to that though. Yeah, uh, I have gone with who, in my opinion, is the best dead ball specialist. Okay, yeah, I did, I did, I think I know who you're going to say here, and I really wanted to put him in there. Yeah, I could because when I when I by the way, it's James Ward Prowse yeah. for anyone who doesn't know. But when I the week before. Or even the week of the Premier League starting, I thought West Ham were doomed. Like really, I really, really they hadn't signed anyone at that really stage. Really didn't fancy West Ham. I really didn't going into the season. And I think they made a few clever signings. Kudu's been one of them. War Prowse been another. War Prowse especially has just made such a huge impact. Remember whose shoes he's filling? The shoes we just talked about. Yeah, he's filling Rice's shoes there in midfield, yeah. and I think he's done it amazing. He like he, we just watched the last West Ham game where they beat. First, um, first three two, his dead balls. Every corner is so On incredibly dangerous, and it was, of course, his corner that he assisted for the winner. Like it is just, he's so incredibly dangerous. He, he he's up there with the best in the world from dead ball situation. I think he is the best set piece specialist in the world. Yeah, I love Ward Prowse, and for thirty million quid as well, I couldn't believe more teams weren't in for him. In for him, <laughs> West Ham really got themselves a coup there and I think it is absolutely scandalous that he's not in the England squad and Jordan Henderson is absolutely and that is Southgate has had a tendency to do things like that and that does not help him no in the slightest he is such he could even start he could he could start for England he absolutely could start for England definitely could you could consider in Calvin you're Phillips at, starting in there. You're looking at a Rice, Ward, Prowse, Bellingham three. Yeah, that has everything you want. That has everything it you has want. It has everything you want in midfield three. And yeah, he's been very good for West Ham. Loads. And it was a match made in heaven. West Ham, the way they, re- play. they rely on set pieces. Yeah. And they've got such good... Really tall players. Height there well. in there. Yeah. Suchek, Zuma. It, Antonio even. It's just a no-brainer, no man, for Ward, Prowse to go there and flourish. 30 million quid from a relegation team. He gave, he was so good for Southampton. You could never fault him at Southampton. And yeah, I would say even the likes of United and Arsenal that went and signed big money midfielders, low confidence that haven't exactly been performing when you could have got Ward Prowse for 30 million. They do look a bit silly. I know. I, I completely agree. I think... In contrast, I w- could be a bit wrong here, but I think we have the both we both have the same cam. Yeah, well, if we don't, then it's seriously wrong. An unbelievable sign in this season, I, yeah. James Madison. Just I, I can't I can't speak enough good about James Madison. I think he is 
one of the best players in the league. I think how he, he carries the ball forward. He makes truly, actually impactful passes. Yeah. Like he's not constantly going hero ball, giving the ball away. He does makes correct decisions for his team at the right times. It's calculated. He is calculated. He's a very, very clever footballer. I think he's transformed that Spurs attacking suit. Remember Spurs are without, in my opinion, the best striker in the world right now who yeah. they just lost. And their goals really haven't suffered too much. No. And I think it's down to Madison. Agreed. He's been the catalyst for everything yeah. positive about Spurs. And he's the symbol, really, of this new era that they're in. And another player that I could not believe there was more teams circling around. Over. He was only 45, I think. 45 million for Madison was such a good deal yeah. for Spurs. And he kind of suits Spurs. I don't know what it is about him. Yeah. He, I, I, he the is. only thing I would think for Madison is if Spurs don't go to that next level, which is very possible. You don't know with Spurs what way they're going to go. Like they're playing well now, but they just, they never seem to get over the line. And it remains to be seen what Postacoglu can achieve there. Mm -hmm. If he does want to move on, because as you said, he is one of the best players in the league. Yeah. He might, he might find himself in a situation like Kane where he doesn't get his big move I know. and he doesn't achieve what everything he that he wants to achieve. He can go right to the top, I believe. Yeah. He could easily slide in at a, at a Barcelona. Yeah, he's so good. Yeah. He's so unlike any player like that England have. He's so, like, even, he should be starting. He could even be starting for England. Now that I think about it, England have such a good team. Amazing team. They've got such a good team and Southgate is completely wasting their oh, chances. Where do, you, where, where, do, where do you slot Madison in? Well, I suppose it's it, for different games, I suppose. Like, like, he's not taking Bellingham's role? No. You could play him. You could play him on the wing, I suppose. Unless you want unless you think it's ballsy enough to go Rice, Madison, Bellingham. Against certain teams, you definitely could. Yeah. Obviously not when you get deep into the tournament, you'd have to go for a bit more stability. Exactly, but this is the way you're used to playing then, you see. It's yeah. a certain style. It is a certain style. That's why I think England need to get a different manager in there if they want to achieve what they, they should. should achieve. They should be winning World Cups. The way I see it is all the international teams, bar France, are going through a transitional period right now. There has never been a better time for England to capitalise and win a major tournament. Yeah. Like their biggest challengers are France, but I think they could they can go toe-to-toe -to -toe with France. Definitely. Definitely can. Definitely can. It's just you have to remember France have the best player in the world. They do, and they know how to win. They really that do. is the most in football that is the most important thing is players that have won and know how to win yeah like they've most of that team have won a world cup so they know exactly what it takes like there's plenty of man united teams in the past that have won leagues where you can like even see those last two of ferguson city were a better team yeah city had a better team but on but, paper united's team united, wasn't standout united knew how to win exactly they That's had it. they had natural winners that have been through everything won it all some of them winning their 13th title some of them winning their yeah. 11th ridiculous like yeah Exactly. It, and it's that, that that really gets them over the line in tournaments uh, for France. The front yeah. three, do you think you have any surprises in the front three? I think I have a couple. Yeah? Mm. I, I've, I think I've only won. I don't even know is it a surprise to be right. honest. I'm going to leave it to last. Who do you have on the right? I think there's only one answer. I think there's only one answer. Mo Salah? Yeah, I have Mo Salah. I think he's just doing it again. Yep. He's by far Liverpool's biggest threat up front. He's the guy getting the goals again. He's such he's a cert. He's just so inevitable. He's a cert. He's a banker. When Salah's on the pitch, there's goals. Yeah. And there's very few players in the world football you can say that about. Yeah. I think, I think his move away from Liverpool is coming. Do you? Yeah, I feel, like, you Sa I feel, like, I feel like Saudi will throw the, the money bags at him. I think he'll take it. To be I honest. Him, he's, he's from quite close to that part of the world as well. It would yeah. suit the whole... Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think Liverpool will miss him they've kind of gotten away with it when they've lost Mane and Firmino mm. they haven't really felt the effects of it too much well they've fallen off they haven't been in a title race since no and like with Mane and Firmino but, they goal, were. but goals haven't dried up is what I mean that's like they've, Salah. they've always exactly yeah. I think once Salah goes they'll really really like Salah carries that. any front three yeah like any, any front three in world football that has I, Salah in it scores goals I like I, but he helps other. I think even though he's selfish he does he yeah. can help others because just so many chances He's, that's, he that part of his game is completely underrated is how many assists he has. Like even if you put Salah on the right of a Chelsea front three so you've 
Sterling, Jackson, Salah, that's a huge, that's a different front three. Or even Rashford, Hoyland, Salah. That's, that's a world-beating front three. Yeah. So these are the kind of things. Salah does transform a front three. I think Liverpool would be in trouble finding another player like Salah. No, there is no, I don't think there is another player that guarantees, other than Haaland. But he's a, he's a straight-up striker. Yeah, he's a striker. That's the thing with Salah is he's not even a striker and he scores. But he's not a he's winger. Scores. He's a right forward. He is. He's, a, yeah. he's very, very close to a striker. He is. But even like as I said, the amount of his assists he provides, mm. he seems to have stepped up that part of his game, yeah, as well. And I think he's come, he's become when he first signed for Liverpool, he was more so all about goals, goals, goals. Completely, his, o- his overall play was it was okay. It has come out recently that Mane did not get on with him as well. Did yeah. you read that report? I did, but they still won, so I wouldn't yeah. read too much into it. Yeah, they won and they were clinical together yeah. so players don't necessarily have to see eye to eye but at the end of the day they have a common goal Completely. they want to win so you, you swallow that up and you play but um, Salah yeah but like I can imagine why Mane would be fuming with Salah at times he was an incredibly selfish player but I, I love players that want to score goals and they do everything in their power to score them so I, I, I love Salah I think he's fantastic speaking of goals yeah I'm guessing is your striker Haaland? It is. Mine is not. I knew I knew you were gonna do something. That is so stupid. Why? Sorry, that's so that's so fucking stupid. I know you have Ollie Watkins. Yeah. I actually know yeah, I knew you'd have Ollie yeah. Watkins. That's so dumb. You you think Ollie Watkins is a better season than than Erling Haaland? Put it all together, yeah. Give me it all. Give me ha- it all together. Haaland, as his season has gone, should have way more goals than he already has. He's missed so many big chances. He's not playing well. Haaland is not playing well this season. But yeah, he's scoring goals. I'm just sorry. I didn't think I'd, I, I didn't think I'd have to do this. Yeah, you're going to pull, you're getting, you're going, you're going to pull up, up his goals, goals this season. Goals. Yeah, go on. Okay, so how many do you think... Ali, I have to go down a good bit in this list to find Ali Watkins, mm-hmm. by the way. He is over half less than Haaland. Ali Watkins yeah. has six goals. Yeah, and five assists. This, this is impressive. Yeah. But... He's on the same amount of goals as Solanke and Mbwemo. I don't care. He's w- what the hell? I don't care. He's not near Haaland. This is a ridiculous take. This is so dumb. It's a waste of my time. So. I don't think so. Like like Callum Wilson, who's not even a dead starter for Newcastle, has more goals than Ollie Watkins. This is a striker position we're talking about. I'm here. looking at overall play here and importance to the team. I think I mean I think City won the trail because of Haaland. I know this is last season, yeah. But I think he's doing the exact same thing this season as he is last season. I really do. I think, think he could. I don't. I don't think he's. I. Don't, I think if you ask Erling Haaland right now, is he having a good season? He said no. I think he's like. He's, By his standards, I don't think he's playing that well. He's he missing. He's well. missing so many big chances, and I and yeah, he's scoring so many goals. But anyone in that City team can score so many goals, and I'm not just saying. Mm. Like Haaland is incredible. Thirteen goals already is absolutely marvelous. Mm. I just think Ollie, Ollie Watkins has been incredible to that Villa team being where they are right now. Like Villa are surpassing all expectations and he has he's taken the goal scoring burden and he's providing he's doing everything. Yeah, I know, I know. I just I can't physically put a player like Ollie Watkins as a striker who's on six goals. Ahead of ha- Haaland is scoring a great amount of goals this season. He is. He is, yeah. But I think he's, I don't think he's having, he's playing well. Hmm. Whereas I look at Watkins and it's well, eight watched, out of tens, nine out of tens every game. But I watched Haaland last season. Would you say he had a great season? He banged the chances. He was so clinical. I didn't think he played well. But I. A lot of games he didn't play well. Same thing. When I, when I say that Haaland isn't playing well, it's that he's not converting chances. Is what I mean because Haaland is not good overall play. He's not. No, but he last season when the chances came, he fucking buried them. Mm. This season he's not burying them. That's why I would I can't do it. He's still averaging a more than a goal a game though. It's Haaland. That's what I mean. It's Haaland. Yeah. So are we getting numb to just oh it's Haaland? Yeah. It's still you still have to give him props like. I'm giving him props. Like if he wasn't Haaland and he right if he listen to me here if he wasn't Haaland. And we knew nothing about him. New, City had signed a new striker this season. They came in. And they were on more than a goal a game. They were on 13 goals in 12 games in the Premier League. Forget what he scored outside of it in the Champions League as well. We would be 
singing his praises. We would, it wouldn't matter a fuck whether we thought he missed a few big chances here or there. We will be singing his praises because he has 13 goals in 12 games and he will be both of our strikers. But we are so numb to Haaland being Haaland and this is what he does that it's like, it's nearly boring to put him in. We have to put him in. It's boring for a reason. I don't think you, you should write off every other striker in the league though because of it. Un- until they get remotely close to his goals. You have to. You have to get remotely close. To give a guy who's less than half, he's not even close. Like that's that's a huge like you were giving me with my example of Estepinian's appearances. Mm. Switch this to goals. That's a huge gap come end of the season. Yeah, that's trumping it come the end of the season. So well, uh, it could be different come the end of the season. Completely, but we're at we have to make a call on where it's at now. Yeah, and it, it's not close enough. As good, and I love Ali Watkins. I think he's been unreal this season. And his assists are very impressive. I, I'm, I'm sure he has more assists than Haaland. Oh, he definitely does, yeah. But he hasn't, he hasn't scored enough goals to be the best to, to be the best striker so far when Haaland's in the league. I think without Haaland, you can make the point. Because I think next top is Salah, who's not a striker. Yeah. So well, you're, Watkins you're, is only... The only two players ahead of Watkins is Salah and Haaland. Well... Goal country, like... Bowen is more... Son has more. I mean, like since go, since last season, like like Huang Hee Chan has more. Are the same. You're naming out good players here. I am naming out good players, but I don't have any of these good players as best striker so far this season. So no, I, I I was looking at a lot of. I was just looking at overall play. I was looking at importance of the team. I was. Looking he probably is. I think if you're looking at completely overall impact on a team, I'd say he's number one with. The likes of like Embuemo since Ivan Tony's gone. Yeah. I think he's carried Brentford really, really well. Yeah. And even he, Huang Hee Chan has been great for Wolves. But other than that, there's only Haaland for me. To be honest, there's absolutely only Haaland for me. But I am so intrigued to hear who you finish off your team with on the left. Yeah. I've, there was a few here you could go for. Yeah. Who have you went for? Pedro Neto. Yeah. I, I don't mind that. Yeah. I don't mind that. Tell me why. Seven assists. Two goals. Wolves have 18 goals in the league this season and he's contributed to nine of them. He's contributed to 50% of the goals. He's, Jesus. He is... And every time I watched him, he's taking my breath away. And he, he's doing all of this on the back, coming back from an ACL. Yeah. And before his ACL, he was getting linked with moves to United, Spurs, all these, all these teams with 70 million price tags being thrown on his head. Yeah. And I think if a team comes back now, he's that transfer fee hasn't deteriorated. It's the exact same. He is so good at everything. Dribbling, yeah. finishing, crossing, passing. Seven assists in 12 games is outrageous. And he's only played 10. For a team, playing at a team like Wolves. And he's got it, so he's only played 10 games. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I, I know that's a very good choice. I've gone different. I've gone Doku in the left. Right. Who has... Very similar stats. It's very, very close. He has one more goal than, than Pedro Leto. Two less assists in one less appearance. I, I, be- I believe four of them assists came in one game. One game. I still think he's lighting it up. I, I, I love him for w- when you watch him. Yeah. He's such a throwback. He's, we've discussed this in another podcast. He is an old-fashioned winger that every time he gets the ball on that left-hand side, he is going at that defender. Yeah. He's like early days Garnacho when I saw him in, in preseason. Yeah. I called it. I was like, this guy is going to be really, really good. He just went at the defender every single time, caused havoc. The only guy I've seen wrap him up was Reese James in the last yeah. game. But I think Doku has just lit the league on fire in a city team that have become, in my opinion, to watch extremely boring. Yeah. So that he's the only player that really excites me, in fairness, in that team. No, I. I get it, but I wouldn't say he's been one of the best wingers in the league this season, to be honest. No? No. Who would you have ahead of him apart from Neto? On the left like I think Son could feel hard done by there. He could squeeze him in on the left wing. Played striker all season. I know, but he's played start the season left wing. Son could have been in there. Yeah, he's had a good he's had a good start. I I find it I thought I just love the way Doku plays. Ah yeah, I know. I, he's a joy to watch like. Yeah. He is really but good. But City have got quite boring from my, in my opinion. They have, yeah. But they don't... I, I just think City are fantastic. If, I know. Yeah, they're boring, but 
still score so many goals. <laughs> so many Create goals. so many chances. Passing everything. City are just fantastic. We're going to do rapid fire. For yeah. these next few. Yeah. Because we have, we've taken a good bit of time yeah, on that. Yeah, we've, we've actually gone way, way, way over in terms of how long. I enjoy, I enjoy that though because... That is, that is a really interesting question that team of the season yeah and a lot of work goes into picking players there's a few differences there too ah there is it, it depends on values and it's stuff, only natural uh, it was it was good fun to try and pick that team and I'd say yeah. it's going to be very different come day, even Christmas yeah. come the end of the season yeah so looking forward to see who, who shines even I'll get Harry Maguire in there yet I know well you will <laughs> get Wally Watkins out player of the season so far James Madison and the exact same Madison has to be. He has to he, be. He has impacted Spurs more than any other player has impacted another yeah. team. And he's been, I just think overall, the best performing player this season. I have him as my sign-in of the season as well. I didn't want to go the same. So you went different. And I took a few things into account. I took price tag. I took value to the team. I took impact and coming in. Which Madison is, yeah. works in all those yeah. departments. It could very well be Madison, but I just I didn't want... Do again. Be, okay. I, I, Who'd you I, go with? Well, we call Palmer a signing of the season. Yeah, because I don't think one person looked at that deal and went, "That's a good deal." That's more a shock. Yeah, like that. It's yeah, but if you take expensive, if you, forty-five million. He was the same as Madison for a twenty-one-year-old who already looks a stalemate in that Chelsea team. Nerves of steel, yeah. quality. He's for what Chelsea are looking to do and buying the best young players in the world. They've 100% got one of the best young players in the world. And no one really thought about because he hadn't really played. Mm. And now he's come in. He's the first name in that Chelsea attack on the team sheet. Yeah. He's banging in penalties, like high-pressure penalties. With very, very experienced forwards behind them. Yep. Like, that won't take it. Yeah. And he looks a proper player. And he's they've weakened another team in the league. They took him off City. Yeah, I said you have a decent stand-in for him now, in fairness. As they fucking always do. Yeah, but he was going to be the Mahrez replacement. Now, no, they don't yeah. really have a Mahrez replacement. The Foden, who they throw on the right at times. He's on the right sometimes, on the left yeah. sometimes. Ah, oh, they'll get someone. They will, but I just... I think that's a big loss for City, whether they want to admit it or not. Yeah, I know, I know. He would have been a young... Been there from young. Like, City want to advocate that they don't just buy everyone and they win the league. They want to show that they have an academy. It's not what you should be doing those sort of deals then. No. But I think... I, I think... Really good sign. I, I, I could have made a case for Ward Prowse. Yeah. I could have made a case for Rice. Yeah. But... 105 million it's just a bit more for a season. midfielder. Yeah. I don't know if I could have done it. I thought 45... I think 40... Like City... If Cole Palmer is playing... For City as he is now, and he had gotten enough opportunities. City could have asked for seven, know, 70, yeah, 80 million yeah, yeah. and got it. Probably could, have. could have doubled that price tag. Yeah, I know they could have. That's that's it why is good business for yeah. Chelsea. And to say that about Chelsea, who have not done great business. Yeah, exactly. I think that's I think that's the best signing they've made under Bowley. Manager, all things considered, manager of the season for me is Unai Emery. I'm the very same. I would everyone I would for this answer is going to say Ange. Yeah, no, it's Unai Emery has been fantastic. Yeah. Getting Villa where they are now, as consistent as they are. We have to give Postecoglou some some props because we have semi hated on him since he's come in. Yeah, and we don't mean to. It's just we we see the props he's getting. Like he has already already got three manager of the month awards. Yeah, one all of them clean sweep. Yeah, and he has lost the best striker in the world a week before game week one. So that was not fun in fairness no. for for Postecoglou, and he he's rallied them if anything so so well. Yeah. But from where Unai Emery has taken Villa from when he got them off Steven Gerrard to where they are now and how they he's were improved. They were 19th in the league this time, or not this time last year when he took over at the end of October. But how he's improved yeah. all those players. Like Watkins is a great example. Exactly. Douglas Luiz is another great example. Yeah. Even the likes of centre-halves I didn't really rate, like Konza and Mings. Yeah. Before Pau Torres come in, it was Konza and Mings and they were playing really well. So there's a load, there's a load of reasons why I'd go for Unai Emery. Yeah. And he adapts so well in games as well. He he's made Villa Park for like no one wants to go to Villa Park anymore. Yeah, because they're so good there. He's I love Unai Emery. I love the job he's done, and I and I love Villa in general. I think they've lit the league up this season. Yeah, 
when you expected them to do well, I expected them to be solid, but I didn't expect them come the near the end of November to be right up there. And they're right up there. Right up there. I really, I really, really fancy them. For for shock of the season, I didn't know in, how to interpret this, whether you yeah. inter- interpret it as a player, a team, a result. It could, I, it could be anything. It could be but, anything. But I it's interesting when you were talking about, I, I have my shock of the season as, as how well Ange and his signings have adapted. That's a great one. To the league. That's a great one. That was, I couldn't look past that. Because even players like Vicario, players like Van de Ven, that aren't used, you doggy who aren't used to the league it to just come in and settle. Because Spurs made a good few signings. Yeah. And it reminded me very much of the time they got the Gareth Bale money. Yeah. And they signed a string of players like Lamella, Dembele, Eriksen yeah. at the time. And they all came into the team straight away and they couldn't click. No. The fact that Ange has gotten all these group of players from the Harry Kane money and they've he's brought them into the team straight away and they've clicked is definitely a testament to him, him and I'm I'm shocked at that as well. Absolutely. I've gone more at a team that I thought were absolutely doomed. And I think the whole summer I thought they were doomed and it was Wolves. Yeah, that's a good one as well. Like they have, like we said in the last podcast, Lopetegui left on his own accord. He was like, there's absolutely no investment going on here. There's no ambition from the owners. Like that place was really looking bleak. They lost a good few key players as well in the summer. That's another point. Uh, For all of the good talking about Wolves I've done, they lost... Ruben Neves and Joe Moutinho yeah. who have been their start starting mid- midfield. midfield for the last since they've been back in the league under Nuno and when you think of how they appointed Gary O'Neill as well he was just sacked from Bournemouth pretty harshly yeah. and he was just the guy available it wasn't like this big calculated because they, did, they didn't want to lose Lapetegui he had done quite a good job yeah. and they just kind of got Gary O'Neill it was, seemed like a very much oh he's he's just convenient right now and Gary O'Neill came in and took the job very seriously and he's like I'm going to show these boys yeah. and why Bournemouth should not have let me go and they shouldn't have he's done such a phenomenal job and like we said previous they've been very unlucky to even have more points than they have with a few few how, a few how mistakes from VAR especially I think back to that first yeah. game of the season at Old Trafford against yeah, they United could, they could be so much so higher, much higher. The so I think that would flatten itself out as, as the league goes on but they're playing great football yeah. really good attack beat Spurs in the last game as we called and just hugely hugely shocked by Wolves now we're kind of getting more to the business end yeah are we talking about who we think are going to be champions yeah City absolutely can't, can't look past them I can't pass them either and like this at the start of the season I had in City I had Arsenal Did and you? yeah I had Arsenal mm. and I, I, it is it's kind of a similar way that the, the guy never went about it is that no one has ever done four in a row. Yeah. So it, it's, it's and especially coming off a treble, like I, I really did listen to what Gary Neville said after they won the treble and it was very, very hard to get going again. Mm. And I was kind of thinking, would that happen City? And a few games I haven't thought they've been great. Like I actually thought City have been a slight drop this season. Which hard, yeah. It's hard to match last season, but I thought there was a slight drop this season. So I'm still not very convinced that they're going to win the league. But going back to our France comparison, they know how to win. Yeah. I feel like it's much, you see even the, the mannerisms of both managers on the bench of Arteta compared to Pep. Yeah. Arteta looks at times desperate. Very, very clear in how he managed the Newcastle goal yeah. that ended up being a goal. He couldn't hack it. He knew how detrimental that was when they're chasing a team like Man City. I don't think Pep would have reacted like that. No. I really, really don't. I think he just would have taken it as another day to move on next game. I think... City's know-how on how to win is what will get them over the line against Arsenal and ev- evidently what they did last season when Arsenal really should have had the league wrapped up. Yeah. That's why for I've sure. gone for City. I want to hear your top four in order. Okay. In order, I have City champions, Liverpool in second, Arsenal third, Spurs fourth. Bit boring. Yeah. I have City winning. I have Arsenal second. I have Liverpool in third and I have Newcastle sneaking in fourth. Do you really? Yeah, I have Newcastle. Well, I was looking. I actually found it very hard to fill the fourth spot. Yeah, there's a few teams you can throw in there. I don't think Spurs have the squad to really go at that fourth spot. I think the way Ange plays as well, they're going to tire of that in the second half of the season. I think they're going to drop off. I really do. 
like like even go back to the stat I said at the start of the podcast, they've conceded more XG than they've even created. That's not sustainable. You look down further, Villa, I don't think they're going to do it with how far I think they're going to go in Conference League. Um, I think Newcastle will be out of Europe in the next yeah. few weeks, so I think they're going to have a free run at that. Um, well, I think what was Santa Spurs is that they don't have European football. That's the way I looked at it. Yeah. They just focus on the league all season. Mm. I, I see that point. I, do, I think... I th- and I think there's confidence in that team as well. And There is until there isn't. I know. There really is until there isn't. They well, this, had, this will, be their, this will be their testing period. It is. But I, I do I do believe, from what I've seen, they have it in them. I really, I really also considered United. But when I, when I look at the United squad and players, if they came back second half of the season, could they really make a push? The quality is there. And obviously right now they're statistically the most informed team in the league. But yeah. it's, it's uh, the thing I have with United right now is when you watch them, that's where all my doubt comes. Yeah. When you watch them, I don't know what's going on. They look fickle. One thing goes wrong and they're, they're really under it, like you saw in the Champions League countless times this season. Yeah, they can start a game okay. One bad thing goes wrong. It's all gone to shit. They're really fickle and I don't think they're playing well enough to get top four. No. I, I, can't, I can't think of one game this season where they played well throughout. Well, maybe one Carabao Cup game early on was there three nil. Yeah, that was Palace. it against Palace. Yeah, where the, and then they couldn't beat them at the weekend in the Prem. Yeah, so, so like that sums up United season. That sums it up. Um, one of my one of our questions at the end. I don't want to skip to it too quickly, but it was we have a prediction for the second half of the season. Mm. My prediction was that United would find form and finish fifth. Oh, so you have them. You yeah. have them finding some form. Yeah, I have them finishing above the likes of Villa and Newcastle. Okay, and Chelsea. Well, yeah, Chelsea aren't in it really. Yeah, well, well I think Chelsea. Will oh, they'll, they'll event, be there. I think but, they'll. But I think they've on. had too poor a start. Yeah. To catch up to get top four. Yeah. No, but absolutely, they're there, there with that, te- with those teams. I have a sneaky suspicion that something magical will happen with Newcastle and they'll get out of that group. In Champions League. Yeah. Where do they have to go now? They have. They've, so they they still have to go done. to Paris. They have to go to Paris. They can beat PSG. They could, and they have to play Milan at home. Hmm. And they need both wins, do they? They need to win both. But I feel I like there's... A, with injuries... I think there's too much on that team. I think yes, they've really, really collapsed in Europe. Like, I think they're a better team than Dortmund. Yeah. I think they are. No, I hear that. And they fumbled. Dortmund showed them, we have experience in this place. Mm. PSG have experience in the Champions League and AC Milan. Have Milan have been dodgy. And MP can get a PSG. The, you, I, I'd be more confident of PSG away than Milan. I, well, they went to San Siro and they... Nearly nicked it. Yeah. I just have something, I think Newcastle, and if Newcastle do get out of the group, they can have a couple of special nights as well at home. They can. And I think Villa will go far. And I think United will be out of the group. Yeah, but do you think to be in the Europa, which would be worse nearly? I actually, I don't even think. It'd be bottom. I think they'll be bottom. You think lose to Galatasaray? Oh, I don't think they have a prayer in Turkey. Yeah. And, uh, no. and then Bayern are coming to Old Trafford yeah no it's not with like Harry Kane no 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 it's not no. looking good it's not looking good I would have I've them finishing rock bottom and then Only Ten Hag they've no Carabao Cup Ten Hag will sit hopefully them down the, hopefully the ownership thing is sorted by January yeah and that's another thing factor I have in my head as well is that when that's ratified that could ease something so finally there could there. be a bit of structure going on there and could do something in January make a couple of signings get someone in to ease the burden off Hoyland. Yeah. And I, I think Ten Hag will settle them down, get them back to, they can finally have, I don't think since Ten Hag has taken that job, bar pre-season, he's, he had, had, a, he's had a game week where he can sit his team down and just focus on his principles. I think he's something. constantly trying to manage and tailor to the opposition he's facing that weekend or that midweek just so he can get a result. Yeah. Because he knows in that job at United, results are everything. Yeah, And a few bad results, and you're out of the job. And I don't think he he realises that he can't be out of the job to do what he needs to do. Yeah, yeah. So I think he will set settle him down, get them playing the way he wants to, and he'll have more of a chance of doing that if he has full weeks to build up. And even those players have had a long season last season. They could do it. Yeah. They have. A break. Yeah, they had a lot of games. They, I think they had the most games played in Europe. They did. They sure they went so far in every competition they're in. Yeah. 
Carabao Cup final, FA Cup final, Europa League semi final. Yeah, yeah, I know. And then a tough top four race to the end as well. Those those players are exhausted. Tell me this, who's getting relegated? All the promoted teams for me. I only have I've Luton and Sheffield going down. You've Burnley staying up. I have Burnley staying up. I I have, I told I, it's in my, we've another prediction after this and I I'll talk more about Burnley but I think I like company and I think they've they have an I I've been really shocked with how poor they've been. I really have. I think he'll get something going. He'll either realize that playing the way he played in the championship is not going to work and he'll alter He'll mm-hmm. begin to alter once shit starts really hitting the fan. Yeah. And I think they've a good enough team there to push through, get some wins. You I really think, think they have a good enough team? I think they can get out. I mean, I, I just, I, I go back to, they broke the, the record for points in championship. So they have to have something. They have to have something. I think, I think company's a good manager. I think they can come out with that. I've Bournemouth in their place. Interesting. That's, 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 that's the way I've done the bottom three. I think they'll yeah. fall in. Bournemouth still have the way I see it they just have a centre forward you, you can Solanke, you rely yeah. on yeah, and I, know, I, I think know. that'll get them out of trouble yeah. very very well could very well could but it'll be interesting to see that, that I, I can't can't see Burnley staying up with no. what the way with what I have seen I know so far this season they have been so poor they've been so, so naive poor. yeah and but I that's don't. What I mean. Company it, strikes me as a manager that won't change his principles either. He'll keep persisting with it. He'll have to. He he will not last if he doesn't. He's so not, have to. That's what I'm saying. Is he's not going to last in that league. I think Burnley will hold on to him because they have a good manager there. But I, I don't think. They, I think. He'll I don't think they have. A, he's a clever. He'll have to realize. We also have. Um, this is just our final few things. We have where we what we were wrong about going into the season. Yeah. And what we were right about. So definitely, what I was wrong about was Burnley. I thought they were a very comfortable mid-table team. Funny enough, the one thing, the thing I have for one thing I was right about is Burnley. You had them no use. Because I knew by the summer signings and I looked at their squad, I said that squad's not good enough yeah. to compete in this league. And they haven't competed in the league. They haven't. Games that they should have won, like Luton, they should have won that game, they didn't win that game. They only have one game. They only have, do you, they only have a point. No, they have four points. Do they have four points? Well, I just, oh, just I'm not convinced by them at all. Yeah. Really, they've been poor. Well, the one thing I was right about, I felt I really, really felt Rice was a great signer for Arsenal. Yeah, that, I thought that was a dead cert. I thought that was so yeah, good. that was, and he slotted in so so well. Yeah. What we, what did you, what were you wrong about? Um, Onana. I thought Onana would be would have no issues. Comes thought he had the character and the confidence to come in, get you United. And Ten Hag playing the way Ten Hag wants to play, with the high line, and his he I thought Onana's ball playing abilities was a cert. He has given away a lot of ball watching them. Yeah. I'm not sure whether it's all his fault. I don't think that team can play possession based football. I don't think they have the players. But I I remember saying to you yeah. that Andrew Onana signing for Man United is going to elevate them to new heights. I thought yeah. he was going to be the missing piece. Mm. Because I thought, Jesus, the hair. I thought he was an Allison signing. Yeah, I did. And it hasn't proven to be that way. He has improved in the last couple of games. Yeah, no, he's been good. But the shot stopping still looks so abilities doesn't look, wouldn't fill me with confidence. The, the only thing I would say is, I've seen a few goalkeepers come to United. I've never seen them start well. That's a fair point as I've well. I've never seen them start well. It is... Who 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 said is the most criticised position in English football? Is it Gary Neville? I think so, but he's he's right. It is because one mistake and the media are on to you, mm. and that was evident. It's the goalkeeper of the biggest club in the country. Yeah, so you, you're just you're in the spotlight always. And always. You make a mistake; it's generally a goal as a goalkeeper, which yeah. is kind of has been unanimous. Well, it has been his it's the case for him. The amount of goals he has just let let in essentially. That has United in a poor position, and United are not as bad off as they should be. No, I know we've scraped a few wins. They have the final thing that you've already touched on is our prediction for the second half of the season. Is yeah. that that United will make a charge? Yeah, United will find form and they will finish fifth, which could be enough, enough to get them in the Champions League spot. Didn't quite have them in the top four though. No, no yeah, you just dropped them short. Yeah, I have that as going to be a close title race. Okay, I think between. Three 
Three of them, yeah. Yeah, I think it's it's City, Arsenal, Pool. I think City have been a slight drop off from last season. Yeah. I think Arsenal and Liverpool have very little that they have to fix to be yeah. right up there. I think I we said it the last time, but I think if Arsenal want to be in that title race until the very end, yeah. they need to sign the striker in January. Like to be clear, I thought Liverpool would be a lot worse than they are. So did I. I thought that midfield was messy, wasn't yeah. gonna work, especially with their playing McAllister in six, which I still think yeah. he is wasted in a bit. Yeah. But they didn't solve the Trent at right back situation. He, they've kind of just tucked him in. It's improved it hugely. Mm. Still think it's a place people can get at. Sobislai is much better than I thought he'd be. Yeah. Gakbo is playing a lot better than I thought he'd play. Mm-hmm. Nunes is an awful lot more dangerous than I thought he'd be. Salah yeah. is as consistent as ever. So there's a lot going for Liverpool. They're also defensively a bit better than they have been. Yeah. And Allison's the best keeper in the world. So they, there's not a lot they have to do to get up to that city level. I think the next the first game after international break city against Liverpool is yeah, that so is, interesting. Yeah, that is like so it's interesting. So interesting. That's a big test for that new Liverpool team. It really, really if is. If they can go there character. and get something, yeah. uh, you'll be really convinced by them. Yeah. So that's what I think. I think it's yeah. actually going to be a close title race. I think City will tire the... I mean, you think of the amount of games they've played. They were in a Champions League final. They were in a FA Cup final. They won the league. Yeah. Like, that's all... But that's City, though. City... Such a similar team, How many though. times have City started the season and you go, something off about City this season? Then it comes to March. I know. And they just go know, on an absolutely ridiculous run. But I still go back to... This is... No one's ever had the juice to do four. I know. I think City are different, though. They, they do seem different. Like, they have, they're a team of robots. They are. They are. If you think about them. Yeah, they are. They're a team of robots. Jack Grealish is the only fella with a bit of personality to him. The rest of them are all... Even at that, to watch... Like, I remember he was so excited in the Villa to watch him. I said, he's so boring. Yeah. Uh, Grealish, before City, Grealish was one of my favourite players in the league. So enjoyable. Like, I feel like City would even do that to Madison. They'd make him... Yeah. Real tempered, real, you know more calculated than yeah. it has to be rather than the flair like that's why Doku is such a breath of fresh air in that team yeah but that's kind of our quarter season look back at the minute it was really really interesting to hear both I thought what we had how we have kind of contrasted even though we watched the same thing yeah the last thing we're going to touch on just because it broke today yeah is Everton's 10 point deduction and I think I think we have the same reaction when, when we both read it first the same reaction as everyone I've seen have and it's well, what about City yeah like if, like if, if this this is one charge yeah that Everton are getting 10 points deducted on City have 113 or 15 115 115 charges against them yeah that nothing has been said on since nope I mean and that goes back years yeah a decade even yeah so that was I think both of our initial reactions I just, we both still feel Everton are absolutely fine. I think Everton will be fine because yeah. they were, and that's unfortunately for them, that they were starting to click. They were starting to find form. Yeah. But I think Goodison Park will relish in that sense of adverse, of overcoming adversity yeah. and getting revenge nearly. And who plays there next? Oh, yeah. United are in for an absolute. Yeah. Just the type cooking. of fickle fuckers that need to yep. go to Goodison Park. Yeah, they will, they'll they will crumble because yeah. that, Stadium be will bouncing. be bouncing. The underdog story. Yeah, yeah. So I think we both think everything will be fine, but it is. But it does. That question does come to mind straight away. Of what is the story with City then? Because those charges have been in the know as well for a while. Yeah, and it's very that situation is very quiet. And everything came really out of the blue for everybody. Yeah, and it just and they seem to get it done quite quick. Yep. So I don't know. There's something dodgy about them city charges. But even Everton referred to it in their statement that they put out on social media as a club. They were like, we will also be kind of pushing towards the other investigations that have been ongoing yeah. by the Premier League. And rightfully so. Yeah. They're within their rights to Without ask it. those questions. Because it is a case of, well, why are we the priority? Yeah. Why was our case the priority when there's a team that has 115 charges to our one? Yeah, I know. And if 10 points is the punishment for one charge, what the hell happens to City? We will be touching on this topic more kind of next week as we get to the Premier League week and we hear more people's opinions. Everton say more about it. We hear Daisha interviews and press conferences and yeah. stuff like that. I think we'll hear more from, from people like that and get a clearer image of where they stand as a club. 
but that's kind of all for today. I hope you guys enjoyed everything. We I definitely loved I it. certainly it's enjoyed such it. A different yeah. type of episode. Yeah, and we but just, it has to be done in oh, times as boring as these. We're just we're waiting for the for the international break to be over now. Yeah. But anyways, guys, thank you so much for watching and catch you in the next one. Cheers, guys. Have a nice weekend.